Hello, my name is Janice B. Gordon. This is Scale Your Sales Podcast. Welcome to the Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed number nine of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional in 2021. I am Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn as one of 15 innovative sales influencers to follow in 2021. Welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, listed number nine of 43 best podcasts for every sales professional. I am Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn Sales as one of 15 innovating sales influencers to follow. In today's episode, my guest talks about picking up the phone, but also about the importance of tonality to engage in conversations. Cold calling, she says, is an important marketing channel And if you don't do it, you're leaving money on the table. So listen up to my next guest is founder and CEO of One of a Kind Sales. In 2011, she saw the need for better quality, highly specialized lead generation. Using consultative selling skills, One of a Kind Sales proudly delivers unique lead generation, setting qualified appointments and providing top of the line sales training for their clients and their employees. Her team are highly trained sales professionals that excel at what most people hate doing. They love cold calling. Hello and welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, Nancy Calabrese. Hello, Janice B. Gordon. So nice to be here. Oh, it's it's great to have you on, on the podcast. The first thing I want to ask you about is that on your, your website, all the research I did about you says that you're passionate about properly executing the pre-sales process. So right. tell me more about that, Nancy. Oh, my God. I, I mean, it is so important uh, in a sales organization to have a pre-sale process. And what do I mean by that? Um, basically, pre-sales is the, uh, the way in which we engage in conversations and schedule qualified appointments. Most salespeople that I know, they, their definition of pre-sales is to go on LinkedIn, to do the email, to get referrals, but a component of the pre-sales process, which is very powerful and underutilized, is picking up the phone and actually engaging in conversation with a stranger to determine, um, are they a fit? Am I speaking to the right person? and then convert to a qualified appointment at the right time. Companies that don't have this component or channel in their marketing outreach, they're leaving money on the table. People do listen to uh, a person uh, in conversation 
that sounds professional, is not pushy, is not salesy, and all you're doing is to determine, could we be a fit today or in the near future? Yeah, Money is lost left and right because if they're not doing it, somebody else is doing it. There's a lot of opportunity in just seeing where things go, isn't there really? And asking the, the right questions mm-hmm. and um, really not thinking I'm picking up the phone to sell, but I'm picking up the phone to just be curious and find out more information and seeing where it goes, because it may not be the person you're talking to, but right. actually they may have some information that leads you somewhere else that you would never have got. Right. So I wonder, how do you, how do you do that really? Because when you're a salesperson, you have a sales mindset, you've got pressure on your back, you've got, you know, the, the quota that you need to, how can you create that space to make right. sure that you are curious and you right. find information that may not lead to directly to a sale? I look at selling as a conversation. Selling is the ability to communicate with all different types of people. And we position it deliberately to sound different. I don't want my team to sound like everyone else, everyone else picking up the phone and, you know, selling their wares. Our focus in um, a cold call, if you will, is again, it's a discovery call. All we want to know, am I speaking with the right party and do they have um, an issue that we could potentially solve? And if they do, we focus, uh, we pivot immediately to them. It's all about them. Well, tell me more. You know, we empathize. We become actors and actresses, truly, because we want to match their communication style. And if it's a no, and by the way, we live in no land, um, you know, every no for us, we get closer to a yes. But if it's a no, we usually give three attempts to, you know, just kind of um, question, be curious. Gee, how'd you get to be so lucky? And um, again, we're not looking to push our wares, but after three attempts, if they really have no need or are not interested or they're currently happy with their vendor, we pivot to, well, gee, well, who do you know that, you know, might have an interest in listening to this? And you know what? We do get referrals. And the goal at the end of the conversation, whether it leads to a qualified appointment or not, is to earn the right to follow up. And you do that again by focusing on them, their issue. You do ne- you never go into sales mode. And, and you know, one other point, it's funny, I was looking at a video earlier. Focus on the behaviors that will get you to your goal right? We can't control how many yeses and nos we're going to get, but we can control activities and behaviors that we know will move the chain and get us, you know, eventually where we need to be. So companies now have, you know, whole departments of um, SDRs that are there to do um, that. And so this is, this lead generation aspect has been taken away I mean it used to be that salespeople or you know marketing will provide a lead and then um, often sales will have to qualify re-qualify the 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 lead again so now we've got that middle space that's filled by SDRs so what do you see for for 
SDRs, what are they not doing well? We interview people all the time. And it really surprises me um, how poorly they communicate over the phone. Um, how, you know, we live in our voice. And that is critical. That's number one. But number two, and I know you and I don't necessarily agree on this, Janice, but I believe that an organization needs to continually train their team. I mean, think about it. They are in a no world, right? So what do we have to do as leaders to keep them motivated? You want to train them so they sharpen their skills, but you also want to make it fun. And you want to congratulate those who set the appointments. If somebody is having an issue, well, let's all rally. So culture and environment really plays into it. And I, I can't necessarily blame the SDRs because I, I believe sometimes they're not given the attention that they really deserve because they have the hardest role in sales. How many producers do you know that love picking up the phone and scheduling appointments? Probably very little. They want the appointment set for them and then they can go. So I personally, it, it's very hard to find an SDR, very hard. It's very hard to find salespeople. Uh, but when you do find them, you have to give them the ability to grow and 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 um, provide them with the support that they need. So I don't know if that answered your question. Well, yeah, but... I've got an, an, a question you mentioned about language, and I know that this is something that's really important to you. So explain mm -hmm. what you mean that they they don't necessarily have you know the language, the words, the way that they present themselves. What do you mean by that? Yeah, it's really more their tonality. Right. Okay. So we don't see people when we speak, um, and what we need to do is study communication styles. the 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 best way to engage um, somebody you don't know is to match their style. And so that's part of the skills training that we take, but also using your voice to slow it down, to sound empathetic. You know, again, we're, we're all actors and actresses over the phone and not in a bad way, not in a bad way, but we really, again, we have to zero in on the person, the sound, and that frankly makes every call unique because you don't know until you get them on the phone. Yeah, yeah. In NLP, you have this uh, kind of matching and, and mirroring um, as well, but it's interesting what you say about matching the tonality um, of, of your buyers or the person um, on, on the phone. It's interesting that um, we spoke yesterday actually um, on, on your podcast, didn't we, Nancy? And we were yes. talking about training. It's an area that we agreed uh, to disagree. I'm not so sure that we're poles apart, um, no. really. No. Um, but uh, what I was saying was that in order to change behavior, coaching is is the better method than training and, and sales training. Well, we've had it for years and years. And why is it that salespeople still don't 50 percent of salespeople still don't hit quotas we need to start doing something different but i think what you were talking about was um training people for a particular 
skill set to improve that particular skill set. So it is really changing not only the skill, but the behavior when we're the talking behavior. about changing the, the tonality. Yeah. 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 It's all about behavior. It truly is. And, you know, you have to go back. Are you hiring the right candidates? They have to have the skills to come in or the willingness to be trained and learn it. You know, not many salespeople shouldn't be in sales. They just shouldn't. Uh, there are a lot of uh, farmers, not a lot of hunters out there. Mm. And Sounds in appointment setting, you need, you need hunters. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think then that's still true today? We've all gone through a pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, we're virtual. Uh, buyers do a lot of their own research. Mm -hmm. And the empathizing with the pain point, I believe, and I know you know this, that buyers buy and uh, rather than being sold to they've kind mm -hmm. of had that for years and years and they're onto it they cut you off at your knees they don't right. want that <laughs> so the kind of hunter instinct and I I've talked to, uh, a lot about these words we use that are disrespectful in our sales world that puts off quite a lot of people hunted killer target like customers having targets on their back we're not on a safari and now it's all about empathy um and understanding other people's worlds and um helping people to succeed right which isn't you know the killer instinct really it isn't the hunter it's well, about valuing other people and so language has to come with that as well yes but when, my, when I think of hunting, I think of a person that's hungry to close a deal. But when you're on the phone, I don't look at that as hunting. Hunting is getting to the right person, being persistent, right? Not uh, doing the behaviors that you need to do that you can control to have those conversations. Once you're on the phone with the prospect, it, it completely changes because you have to make it into just a conversation. We completely, so even though I'm driven internally each and every day to do what I need to do, when I am engaged in a conversation, uh, there's no hunting in me. It, you become, again, you have to become an actress. And I go back to what I said earlier, really get to know the, the different communication styles. Because once you understand that, you can tie them in, right? People like listening to themselves. Um, and, and so it's fun. I think it's fun each and every day. You, don't, you just don't know who's gonna pick up the phone. And at the end, you can't force somebody to buy something they don't wanna buy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I'm interested, do you find there are cultural differences when you're speaking to people in America or the UK or Finland or India, wherever in the world? Do you feel the tone and the language and the pace and the um, persistency, all of these things in order to get a meeting? Do you think mm -hmm. that it's received differently depending on what culture you might be talking to 
Is there a difference? Yeah, well, we primarily play in the United States and okay. South America, but I will say, um, yeah, I think you really need, if you're going to pursue an international culture, you need to understand their natural communication style. You know, it's so funny. I'll give you an example. I was just in Rome visiting my daughter, and what I learned there is the Italians shun on people that have cappuccino at night. It's only supposed to be in the morning. So I don't know that. I just have it, you know, any time of day I want it. But those are the things you have to learn. As it relates to different regions in, say, the in North America, yeah, you, you just need to understand that people might take more time in making a decision or speak more slowly, which is for many people uncomfortable, especially coming from the Northeast, which is where I come from, you know? So you have to really be aware of how they say things, what words they use, um, and know, know that, you know, depending on who you're dealing with, if they're compliant, they're gonna take a long time to make a decision because they want perfection. And if you're dealing with a driver, just bottom line me, bottom line me, you've got to kick it up like as soon as you're on the phone with them. So I don't know if that answered your question, yeah. but you do have to be respectful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me switch it up um, a little bit and I'll, I'll come back to kind of cold calling. I often ask my, my guests um, about the sales and diversity in, in sales and whether they think it's progressed or not. So what's your view? Honestly, I think diversity is important in everything. I mean, look, we're women and women in business, women who own business. From um, I, I don't pay attention so much to the diversity. What I really focus on are the uh, the knowledge people have. Are they are? Can I learn from them? I don't care what they look like or how they sound like, but are they going to bring value to me um, in our uh, own outreach? We have all so sorts of clients. So I, you know, my answer to that question is, I don't pay attention to it. I don't know if that's good or bad. I just go about my day. Yeah. Yeah. And there isn't there isn't a right or wrong answer. I'm interested in in, in your views. The question I had um, in response to that was if your sex, age, race actually prevented you from getting in front of the people you wanted to get in front of. Mm -hmm. how, how would that sit? Because we all have biases and prejudices and some are, um, you know, uh, more entrenched yeah. than, than others. Yeah. But, you know, as we are both women in, in business, in business. Right. And so if your age or, you know, your race, actually that prevented you from having the same opportunities of other people, regardless yeah. of whether you could do the job, what you may... You may have a view on that. Oh, I would be really angry, period. <laughs> Are you nuts? I would be mad as heck. But what I might do is just walk away from that account. Why, why do I want a customer that doesn't hold me in the same regard as them? You know, I believe in equal stature. And if somebody is uncomfortable 
with my style, they're not a good fit for my company. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you this, <laughs> I could have been a guy, okay? <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that have been intimidated by me because I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm there, I'm a force of nature and it's not meant to be nasty, but I've always, I've always played with the big guys and I've had situations where I worked for a company a million years ago where I had to call the men, Mr. And so I said, well, you can call me Miss Calabrese. <laughs> I can't believe I wasn't fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. No, I, I hold firm on that. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I think organizations are evolving. My frustration is they're not evolving quickly enough. And that's why I kind of, I, I garner a diversity of views from my guests because we're all coming from different parts of the world, different experiences. Yeah. And, um, you know, there are some women that I've, I've interviewed that, um, I've said, well, you know, there is no difference. You know, I've never, I've just, if you're a woman in sales, you've got to give us as much as you you get well and and that's true uh i don't know what your your thoughts are okay say that again a woman in sales you have to you mean you have to perform better to get the business well you know i think that there has been there is i think not just in sales there is a different standard there is a different bar that often women are set so that you have to work so much harder in order to get the same promotion that a man yeah. may yeah. receive. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you my solution to that was to start my own business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. Uh, my mentor is my uncle mm -hmm. and I was in my late twenties and I was always complaining. I was promoted. I did very well. And my uncle finally said to me, Nancy, do you think you just don't like people telling you what to do? <laughs> and he was right. So my solution was to start my own business. And yeah, I, I, I mean, again, I go back to um, my promotions or my successes are on my shoulders. And I choose not to be around people that are demeaning, uh, bossy. You know, there's um, an acronym uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, Yavis. No. Have you heard of it? So why, everybody's got their own Yavis. Y stands for youth. And not young in age, but young in spirit. A, attractive. And not necessarily physically attractive, but people are drawn to them. V is verbal. We brought that up earlier. You know, do they speak in a way that I can connect with? I is intelligence um, and not only book smarts, but are they street smarts? Cause I think you need to have a mix of that to, um, you know, play in the world. And then S is successful and not how deep your pockets are, but are they progressing? And when I use that, I have it up on my wall. When I use that for myself and I am pursuing a prospect, They've got to fit my Avis. And if they, if one thing is missing, that's the one part I'm going to have to work hard on mm -hmm. in that relationship. So you, you want to take at least four out of five. 
Don't go below that because you'll be miserable. <laughs> I love that. Thank you very much for sharing yeah. that, that Nancy. That's that's a yep. great benchmark. Uh, I think I'm going to put that one up in my office. Yeah, as well. yeah. Just live by it so that yeah. you know what you want to look at is you want your customers happy. You want to perform a service, but you also want them to appreciate and value what you do in return. Excellent. Okay, so. What's the one tried and tested strategy you'd offer listeners to help them to scale their sales? Ooh, pick up the phone. <laughs> you knew I was going to say that. Pick it up. Have a script. Study the script. All actors on the big screen start with the script. Own it. Have it become yours. And, and, and I, I guess force yourself. Put the activities on uh, we could call it uh, a worksheet, an activity sheet, right? Keep yourself accountable to the behaviors that you know you can control. And then finally, practice, practice, practice. Excellent, excellent. So, Nancy, who is your hero or shero? <laughs> I'm so glad. I don't know if you can see behind me. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the that younger is my version. Man. Yes, Um <laughs> Paul McCartney, well, I should say the Beatles. You know, I was a young age when they came on Ed Sullivan and I was hooked. But of course I went for Paul uh, because of his looks. And as I've gotten to continually admire him, he, he is a gift to the world. He's very talented. He's raised a wonderful family. He's uh, an optimist. Uh, he's a vegetarian. I'm not completely a vegetarian, but I get that he's a do-gooder. And for me, I ask everybody, by the way, I never asked you, Janice, do you know him? Yes. Yes. He's, he's no, no, do you know him personally? Oh, no, no. Well, no. <laughs> no. See, yeah. I'm looking to meet this guy and I'm on my way because he's married to a Nancy and she's a brunette. Okay. Yes. So I'm next in line. <laughs> All right, I'll put in a good word for you, Nancy. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Any Paul sightings, just let me know. <laughs> he lives in America now. He's on your side, not on mine. So, yeah, oh, you're even closer. Yeah. Do yeah. you know, this is true. He was on a beach the weekend after I was on a beach. I People I have run into him. Not me. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so, Nancy, how can listeners get hold of you? Oh my gosh. First of all, this has been so much fun, Janice. Thank you for having me. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Nancy Calabrese, C-A-L-A-B-R-E-S-E. -E. Um, email Nancy at One of a Kind Sales, website One of a Kind Sales. I'd love to hear from you. Certainly, if you have any questions about the crazy world that we live in, shoot me an email. Happy to talk. Excellent. Thank you so much for being a guest on Scale Yourselves podcast, Nancy Calabrese. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scale Yourselves podcast. If you like this discussion, feel free to listen to other episodes or watch the caption show on YouTube and subscribe to future episodes.
I would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on iTunes. Thank you.